Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You listen to the coaches panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the coaches panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the coaches panel. Hey, friends, you got MJ from the coaches panel. Hope you're well. Number three in the 50 most relevant. Collingwood Ruckman Brody Grundy. You knew he was going to appear in the top five. The question was probably where. Number three is where he lands today. Joining me on this episode to talk about big, bad Brody Grundy is Rids. Hello, mate. How are you? Hey, buddy. How you going? Oh, I'm good. Let, let's be honest. Every year we, I do this 50 most relevant and get help from yourself and others amongst the coaches panel team behind the scenes. There's almost players that every single year we go, look, they're going to be somewhere towards the top of the tree. And yet again, it's no surprise to see Brody as one of the most relevant players to discuss in 2022. Yeah. Well, put it this way, when um, you mentioned Brody Grundy was the topic of discussion for today, I wasn't falling over. Okay. <laughs> Which you have done previously on some of the other people we, we've put in. But let's talk about him. 27 years of age, Collingwood Ruck last year. His top scores in AFL Fantasy Dream Team and Supercoach all came against the Brisbane Lions. It was a 162 in Supercoach, while it was a 152 against the Lions in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. Career scores, though, came in 2020 in Supercoach. It was the Western Bulldogs in that 179. While in 2019 is when you've got to go back for what he was able to give us career scores in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. It was a 181 against the Giants. In Supercoach, he gave us an average of 115.2, a down year, some might suggest, for Brody Grundy. And in that format, he's going to set you back just over 627,000. While in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, he's, again, cheaper than what he's been over the past couple of years. Just a touch over 900,000 in Dream Team and just a touch under that in AFL Fantasy. And every year, it's probably pretty much since around about 2018, coaches have gone, I need a premium ruck. I need someone that's got relatively good durability, relatively high ceiling, is involved in every element of the game, and I just want security. I pick Brody Grundy. And safe to say, not probably since 2018, arguably since he broke out in 2015, He's been one of the most highly selected, highly desired fantasy rucks, and many are expecting 2022 to be the same. He just ticks every single box, okay, you want in a premium. Is he a captain option? Yes. Yes. Is he a vice-captain option? Of course he is, if he's a captain option. Mm. Does he represent value? Of course he does, because, like, he's probably 100,000 cheaper than I would be willing to pay. Like, is he the safest ruck premium of 2022? Well, I'm sure you're going to say yes because you, you've got him number three. Yeah. I'm definitely I, saying yes. I agree. I, I think, and we'll talk about the the rucks at Collingwood and the rucks around the league shortly, but he's clearly the top ruck in my eyes from a safe, dependable, reliable, question-free He's the one that's got the best return on all of those. So let's look into the numbers of what he did last year because if you've played fantasy footy for more than 12 months, you're fully aware 
that this guy on his day is not just the best fantasy scoring Ruckman, but he could be the best fantasy player across formats again in 2022. Last year, let's look at his season overall. It was an average of 106.4 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. It consisted of 11 tons, seven of them over 120, two over 140, and four scores sub 80, but that did include an injury-impacted game where he was out very, very early around that halftime marker. We'll talk about his splits in a moment. While in Supercoach, 115.2 was the average. From his 20 games, 13 tons. 10 of them over 120, four over 140, just twice dropping beneath that 80 marker in Supercoach. And again, one was that neck injury impacted game where he got subbed off around about that halftime marker just a little bit after and was well and truly on ta- on track for domination. And the way we know that is we look at what happened to him pre-injury Ritz and what happened to him post-injury. Pre-injury, what was he doing? I've removed the injury impacted game. Pre-injury, he was going 115.3 in Dream Team and 126.5 in Supercoach. The game he returned from injury after that, how did he go? Well, the average still a flat 100 in DT and a 107 in Supercoach. So, Rids, that confirms exactly what you're saying. He's priced 10 points per game under what he was doing pre-injury last year and legacy-wise what he'd been doing the previous seasons before it. It's just crazy. When you start looking at those numbers and when you break them down, like, I... I don't think of Brody Grundy having massive year last year pre-injury, but those numbers are ridiculous, MJ. It, it, it's so, true. And they're talking about him having an unbelievable preseason. It came back to his competitive best. You know, every bit of noise coming out of Collingwood right now is saying Brody Grundy is going to pretty much have a career best year. He was but, smashed in the media last year for not being fit enough, not being strong enough, not impacting games enough. And while we obviously have the confirmation bias of fantasy footy perspectives, I know I've just given you the averages, but let me tell you the numbers from rounds 1 to 10 to just remind ourselves what we've really got. Here it is in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. 85. Remember, every ruck sucked in round 1 last year. Unless your name was Matt Flynn, every ruck sucked. There was no stoppages. There was no... It was such a free-flowing game. So you could almost say that's the outlier, and it is for the year. But this is what he did from round one onwards. 85, 122, 152, 93, 120, 124, 119, 112, 84, 142. That's Dream Team and Fantasy. Super Coach, the outlier of round one, 70. 135, 162, 92, 134, 153, 144, 128, 109, and 138. And you're getting him at something we have not had for years, Rids. Value. Correct. I just, I, I'm actually quite staggered that if anyone, now I understand that there's a casual and there's an aspect of um, you do auto team pick sure. and that might go for anyone in the list. But, it surely it's a hundred percent of teams are starting Grundy this year across all formats. Well, surely, I think that's the thing. There's two key things that I think we need to address, Rids, in that because the value is is so avert. I think we need to put it into two elements. One, the situation at Collingwood in the new coaching structure and forwards and key positions and how they play, and then the rest of the ruck. So let's turn our attention to Collingwood. 
We know whenever a new coach walks into a club, we see an adjustment in game style. We see an adjustment of certain players being favoured and others not and, and some fitting instructions. We even saw it at the back end of last year. Um, Robert Harvey fully experiment with Brody Grundy. The stats are there with his CBAs, with his hitouts, the regression we saw, it all correlates to when Robert Harvey took over and they're just playing and just experimenting. So I think the question comes, what happens with Darcy Cameron? What happens with Mason Cox? What happens with the talls inside forward 50 for Collingwood? And how, if at all, does that affect the ruck splits of Brody Grundy? So I'm going to I'm gonna try and be as subtle and <laughs> sit on the fence with this one. Oh, you're pulling an MJ. I love you. it. Okay. I'm going to tell you how it affects Brody Grundy. It doesn't. No, I agree. Okay. So Brody Grundy is absolutely the number one rocker Collingwood, okay? Yes. No, it's not even close. No second. question. Now, the only time that this may play into a little bit of trickiness is if Brody Grundy cops a corky or a knock through Injury. the game. Yeah. Maybe he you know, he gets the week off next week to have a bit of a rest. That's the only, only downside with having backup options and competent backup options. Um, but the reality of it is, is Brody Grundy is the best ruck at Collingwood. He, he's not a forward. I don't know about you, mate, but Darcy Cameron sort of feels like more of a forward. Mason Cox has been played as a forward. Like the only real role I see in Brody Grundy is being that ruck beast. So, exactly. And, and the problem I've got, okay, is I've been trying so hard to work out how I'm going to downplay this, and I just thought, you know what, I'm not even going to try and pretend. It Brody does Grundy. He's had his best preseason. Yep. He's got a new coach. Dropped a couple of kilos. Twenty-seven. Yep. He's coming into the prime of a ruck. He's still got his best, say, five to six years left in him. I agree. And he's got a new lease of life where he's got a new coach. Mm. He's, I mean, I just don't see any downside at all. Now, they're rebuilding. There's no problems about sure. that. But they're rebuilding in the midfield. And, and they're going to try out guys around the forward. You know, if you think of... Um, uh, what's his face? Ollie Henry. Yeah, he's a gun. Forward. You know, those sort of young guys and everything else coming through, that would make more sense. That's where they're rebuilding. Yes. They're not rebuilding in the ruck. No. They've got the best ruck in the league. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> and with years of experience around him, if anything, if they had drafted, now they haven't, but if they had drafted a Mac Andrew. Sure, okay, the narrative could change a little bit of where we're going to invest into a young ruck so that in five years' time, when we feel like we're competing for finals again, he's ripe and ready. But you're right, that's but, not the case. But what did they do, MJ? They actually traded Max Lynch away. Yes, they <laughs> like, got rid of a ruck. They, are so, they think they're so shored up in the ruck space with what they've got mm. that they're comfortable, yeah? A hundred Otherwise, they would have experimented with others last year. Yeah, well, so, and they did last year, and they still made those moves. There was moments where Mason Cox was almost out the door if someone showed a, a vague sign of interest. So I, I completely agree with you. Grundy's the number one ruck at that club. Any minutes outside of the ruck, and again, pre-injury, 
super high, 80% plus center bounce attendances. He's an additional midfield as they're trying to blood kids and others that have had limited opportunities through there. So he's an extra midfielder. He's a brilliant contested mark with those dropping of those kilograms and a little bit of a media rocket. He's a proud person. Um, he, he knows how good he is and he's, I truly believe I'm with you, is going to reestablish himself as a premium performer, not just in a fantasy sense, in a genuine football sense. Then, as we said, the next question then comes to, well, what about all the other premium rucks? And we've, we've mentioned a number of rucks that are in consideration. Guys that have been mentioned in the 50 most relevant, Max Gorn, Darcy from the Fremantle Footy Club, Riley O'Brien. I think if you were including Supercoach, you've got to include Nick Nat into that conversation. But if I look at all of those guys and I go, who do I feel the most comfortable as my lead at R1? Regardless of what you want to do at R2, whether you're looking for value, set and forget, or still TBD, who is the ruck premium that you're anchoring that line out of that gives you the most confidence, that has the strongest durability, that has the least competition for spots, and the least question marks around their ceiling and basement being impacted. Oh, so I'm not, Tim. Well, that's it. That's it, mate. You're 100% nailed it, yeah? Mm. And not only that, is you think about this. If I said to you, Brody Grundy was 15 points better a game than the second best rack at the end of this year, well, that's, would you fall over and go, oh, mate? I don't think you would. Definitely not in fantasy and dream team. Absolutely not. No. Because you're sitting there going, okay, guys are getting older. Yep. Guys have got more competition for spots. Yep. You don't have, I I don't see a clear number two anywhere across the format. Now, I know people will come out and say Sean Darcy in Supercoach potentially is a clear number two. Maybe. But I would argue that he's made a paper. Yeah. So at any stage, I could see someone like a knickknack potentially push jumping in. Yeah, agree. You know, but I just don't see anyone within day. There's daylight, isn't there? Oh, Grundy oh, between Grundy and the next guy in Dream Team and Fantasy. You're right. It, it is clear daylight. Super coach. Okay, sure. Hit outs to advantage. Scoreboard impact. Guys like a Gorn and a Darcy. Oh, yeah, cool. Marshall. If if Ryder goes down injured. Yeah, I see that. But There's a lot the, of ifs. It's a lot of ifs. But where are the ifs on Grundy? Oh, if they put Cameron Cox and him. Come on now. That's not going to happen. Or oh, if they play him outside of the... What? They're going to play one of the best mobile ruckmen who is at peak fitness and age out of this position? Why? Because they're rebuilding? Who are they putting in? Oh, a guy that is a relief ruckman at best and an American that at best is a handy tall forward that'll have a great game a year. And that's no knock on these guys, because again, they're elite athletes. But in contrast to Brody Grundy, that's your argument? Mm, no thanks. And I can tell you now, for anyone out there, okay, that is going absolutely adamant that they're not going to like, like really explore the possibility of starting Grundy, you need to really change your tack because you've got too cute. Yeah. This is a no-brainer decision for me. And I'm not just talking about upgrading because, you know, this guy is going to hurt valued. your season. He's, He's going to hurt you. At least, I said this the other day when we were talking about Bunkley. Hmm. 
Brody Grundy's ownership potentially could be 60, 70% across the format. Yes. Okay? Be one of the 70% if something happens. Don't be one against no, not at 70% point. if he flies. Yeah. Well, because the, they just take your season away. They mate. do, and and you're right. The ifs are, oh, I need Gorn or a Grundy or an O'Brien to beat him, and I need him to fall away. Uh, well, in the Venn diagram of things going your way, you're asking for a lot. It's why I agree. I look at the Ruck situation at Collingwood. You can only settle on one conclusion: he is clear and supreme number one Ruck. I look at all the potential candidates for a top two ruck option across the formats, and of all that I can poke holes in, he is the safest option. Will he be the number one with ruck? Possibly. No certainty, but possibly. But is he the one with the least holes to poke at? Yes. Therefore, I get that extra bit of value on top. I'm picking Grundy. He feels like one of the easiest selections of the year. You're right. The ownership is at such a level. The risk is now to go against him and to take him on rather than to be on and it somehow going pear-shaped. Because from a physical perspective, there's nothing to indicate issues. Prior to last year's injury, that neck injury against Geelong, played every game in 2020, played every game in 2019, played every game in 2018. So really, outside of one incident, his faultless durability. We've said it enough. Grundy. Yeah, but I just want to make one more point. Please. One more point. If that isn't enough, okay, who do you want your young, up-and-coming, young midfielders to be learning their craft with? Yeah. An established best ruck of the comp. Yep. So there's no reason why. So, yes, they might be rebuilding the midfield. They might be doing whatever, you know. They might be moving a Pendlebury out and a side bottom out. That's fine. But the fact of the matter is you want the new bunch. You want a Dacos. You want the Finn McCrae's to be um, midfield to be coming off the ruck tap out of a Grumpy. Yep. And you need a big monster in there, okay, to protect these kids. And he does that too. He does everything. I just, I, I really, like, I mean, I could see why people might go, you know what, I'm going to have two mid-price rucks or a junior. Sure. And like, I get that. But how, are you really that confident with a Proust or a Wits Or, like, this guy takes your season away from you very, very quickly, especially if he's a captain option like we know he's going to be. Yep. No. I think it's simple as that. In drafts, let's put it this way too. Past 12 to 24 months, if you wanted Grundy, you were using a number one pick on him. He might not be a locked number one because, again, it all depends on the variables, the amount of teams, the amount of players on field, all that sort of stuff. But still, at the end of the day, Rids, he's going in that top handful of picks on draft day, really, isn't he? Um, Well, I'm going to go further than that, MJ. Now, if you're in a draft, and Grundy falls outside the top three, yeah. three. Yeah. If he goes at number four or more, you need to stop the draft. You need to remove yourself from that league, <laughs> and you need to say, sorry, guys, I thought you everyone was actually good. <laughs> My mistake, I want to leave now. <laughs> Get out. Run. 
Oh, I love when you're in these moods. Hey, Reds, as always, mate, a, a pleasure. I agree with you. That's awesome. Uh, thanks, man, for being on this episode, buddy. Too easy. If you want to go back and check out the article on Brody or anybody else we've revealed so far in the 50 most relevant, the good news is you can do that right now at coachespanel.tv. While you're there, all the links to join our Patreon supporter group are available for you there to go and check out. A couple of new premium tier uh, Patreons have just jumped in in the past couple of days. Sean McCauley, thank you so much for jumping on at that tier level. Uh, Sam Austin has also done so. If you want to jump in at that premium tier level, breakout cash cow, or you just want to have a chance to win the cash league prizes, all the links uh, for how you can get involved at that uh, coachespanel.tv. Two players left to be revealed in the 50 most relevant. You should not be shocked who they are. Same with me. I'm, I'm just going to... Those are the people. Exactly right. Those are who is left. But who is at one and who is at two? Is it uh, Dylan Grimes? Dylan Grimes and Toby Nankervis. Ladies and gentlemen, the new Richmond captains, one and two in the 50 most relevant, uh, lining up alongside them uh, in when we do the 10 players to be unlucky to miss, Jordan Butts, ladies and gentlemen, will also make an And I'll tell you just quickly, if those two do feature in the top two, yep. that's because I have hacked in Jason, <laughs> okay? Yeah, that's that would be about it. Um, no, who are the two players left to go? You know who they are. But why are they where they are is the bigger question. We will talk about both of these guys over the next few days in the 50 Most Relevant.